Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 12th of September 2022. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly program on a 3CR radical community radio in Naram, Melbourne, Australia, and we talk about bicycles, cycling, urban transport, utility cycling, micro-mobility and all parts in between. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. On today's show, I'm going to be doing a catch-up interview with Alice Clark. We spoke about a year ago, I think about August this time last year, and today Alice reiterates her, her love of uh, taking up cycling just in the last 18 months, and we're going to be talking about amongst other things, cycling clothing. Some news and events. Now, you might remember, oh, my last interview I did with John from Bike West. Now, it's really interesting that there's been a bit of talk around bringing back or reintroducing critical mass. You know, the bike ride that used to happen from about 1995 onwards, kind of putted out a bit in the aughties. Now, there's a move on to bring it back. Now, Bike West have got an event up on uh, the medium called Facebook and Critical Mass restarting 5 p.m. State Library for Friday the 30th of September. And if you go to that uh, thing on Facebook, I'll link it in the podcast description, await more details now another uh, bit of news is that if you uh, cast your mind back about a month ago spoke to damien from upcycles now damien sent me some information about the official launch and, and an invite to upcycles at ecos yarra valley the grand opening will be taking place at 5 p.m on september the 16th at upcycles building at the ecos valley market before rhythms of the world event and uh, we've got uh, some flies and stuff that I will put into the podcast description. And uh, they're out at Westburn at, uh, in the Yarra Valley. So that's going to be another fantastic resource for people in that area. And also another one for the around the Melbourne area of bicycle workshops and community sort of stuff for bikes. Up next, I'll be talking to Alice Clark about cycling clothing. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Hey, I'm Alice Clark. I'm a freelance journalist and I discovered cycling about oh, nearly eight, 18 months ago now and I've just fallen in love with it completely. Uh, I've got my family to start riding with me. I've been discovering the joys of Lycra. Who knew there were joys of Lycra? And I recently got to ride a bike around Central Park in New York. Wow. So last time we spoke was about a year ago. So it sounds like you, you, you've had a bit on. 
<laughs> yeah, just a bit, you know. It, it, we didn't get to go outside legally for most of last year, so we had to make up for lost time. Yeah, and you the, the joys of uh, City of Melbourne's uh, separated bicycle infrastructure, which you were in yeah. and, and your wife and your mum and all that were really, really getting into it. Yeah, it's been really I, – I taught my mum how to ride a tricycle during lockdowns five and six last year, and now we go out for weekly rides together. And then on New Year's Eve last year, after a year of my wife telling me that she would never ride a bike under any circumstances, no, 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 not even going to try, no, I taught her to ride a bike. And within a week, we'd bought her a bike, and now we go cycling all the time. And it's great, except she refuses to go on roads, which does – slightly limit where we can go so is there any kind of uh wayfinding or apps or anything that you use to ensure that you know your journeys are connected up yeah so we've been using uh google maps quite a lot and a bit of strava so we've kind of worked out that there are some roads that we can go on because she's okay as long as there is a fully separated bike path we can go onto the capital city trail though she now like we don't love that as much because carrying our bikes down the stairs why would you put stairs in the middle of a bike path this is the worst idea uh, i can um, tell you a lot about the back history of that um we've been been onto that for about 17 years to get that replaced 17 years yeah i've got gray hairs now since we started if you look at the yarrabah website <laughs> there's a picture of my partner when he had um didn't have the salt and pepper and mm. It was muted to be worked on before the end of uh, this state election electoral term. But when you look at the Parks Vic website, it's gone back out to tender. So I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry about that, Alice. <laughs> I will keep riding to the beach and uh, just going as far down the beach as possible. And I will keep going to that random cheap grocery store in Brunswick. Oh, is this cheap by miles? It's cheaper by miles. Oh, yeah, so, the best. yeah. So you've uh, uh, also you were just saying in the intro there that uh, this, this is this is a real kind of uh, polarizing thing amongst uh, people who ride bikes, and there are many in very different ways you can ride bikes: attire, hmm. clothing. Yeah, there's really no wrong thing to wear on a bike as long as you are comfortable and everyone around you is also comfortable. But I I rode most of last year in jeans and I actually ended up tearing a hole in my favourite pair of jeans because of how it rubbed against the seat. And I also have the world's least comfortable bike seat. And so as I'm starting to ride longer and longer, I thought I would find out about why cycling kit is so expensive and why people seem so into it. And now I'm a complete convert. I get it now. Like bib shorts are great, preferably bib tights because they're warm. They keep you dry in winter or you can do shorts in summer. And there's like the padding. Padding's great. And then the tops. It just, it's like as much as I love feeling my t-shirt ripping around in the wind as I'm going nice and fast, it's just comfortable to wear a top that's designed for the activity. And so the armholes don't pull weird. Yeah, I get it. I don't quite get why they're so expensive, but they're worth it. That's a lot to do with the materials and stuff. And I, 
from getting team kit done, a lot of the material comes from Europe, and that probably could add to a, a cost because you're dealing with it's technical clothing, really. And oh, absolutely. I actually interviewed the founders and one of the designers at both Attacker and Map, and I completely understand intellectually why these high quality European fabrics and the garments being made in Europe and designed in Australia, I understand why that costs money. I just, perhaps to rephrase, I don't want it to cost that much money because it's expensive and I don't have a lot of money. But I understand why it costs the money. <laughs> yes, and it's a bit of a point of you know, division too. People think you don't need it. Well, it's actually the type of writing that you do and the amount of comfort mm. that you want. Because you were just saying about uh, the back end of your jeans, in the 90s through to the mid mid aughties, I destroyed that many pairs of favourite shorts and trousers and jeans and strides and kind of realised that you should be doing something else. Maybe you should yeah. um, fork out and get a pair of Nicks. And I'm like, no, I'll never. And um, several pairs of Nicks later. Yeah. It's also protecting your wardrobe too. It's why people do it. It is. Yeah. Like, I loved those jeans. I'm still holding out hope. It's just, the rip is just at such an awkward spot on the thigh. I don't think they can be fixed, but I will never throw them out in case one day I work out how to fix them. The Soul Must Me Centre for Performing Arts and Monica Sing Sanwan present a year-long season of solo and group Odyssey dance performances on Saturday, September 17th and 24th at Dance House and October 1st at Fairfield Amphitheatre. All shows will be accompanied by our live Odyssey music ensemble. Odyssey is an Indian classical dance style that is both traditional and contemporary in its intrinsic nature. Join us for what can only be described as a pilgrimage where the dancer and musicians merge together as co-performers. Tickets available via our website, sohamasmi.org. This project has been financially supported by Regional Arts Victoria and Creative Victoria. We also acknowledge Dance House, Multicultural Arts Victoria and 3CR Community Radio as supporters in this endeavour. But having clothes that are designed to be used in that way, I think is really good. Now, remember, the rest of my family quite divided on the cycling clothes debate. My mum enjoys the outfits, but doesn't quite feel like, but feels that people make fun of her on a tricycle in a cycling outfit. I think people are better than that. But, uh, and my wife would much rather stay in her jeans and, and all that. But there's no wrong way as long as you're comfortable and you're having a good time riding the bike. That's the right outfit for you. Yeah, and that's a funny thing too. It's like a lot of the cycling gear, okay, we're not even talking about you know, your prints and your custom and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I think there's got to be a better level of conversation. It's technical wear. You don't have a go at tradies for what they wear. You don't have a go at anyone working in the industry where they've got to wear certain types of clothing. You don't have a go at medical staff for wearing PPE. Cycling, when you get into like either distance, quality, comfort, uh, and then you get into competitive cycling or if you're doing, again, again bikepacking. Uh, I know people who mm. wear a lot of fit-for-purpose cycling wear because it's the most comfortable, wearable, and easy to maintain when you're, you're out there in the, you know, someone else's neck of the woods. And I 
think we've got to get past that sort of thing of, oh, why are you wearing Like you're not making fun of people at the gym for wearing like Nike pro shirts so they can do weightlifting. It's just another exercise. Like I'm not making fun of people wearing compression tights while running. Yeah, but it's, it's clothing that's been um, designed and with, you know, a purpose in mind. But what can you tell us about, you know, you you talking to, you know, you're talking to, was it Map? Uh, so Map and Attacker. Yeah, so what did you find out when speaking to them? I found out about the lengths that they go to to design. One of the things I didn't realise, and I really should have, but when I tried on map clothes in the store, I was surprised by how uncomfortable I felt standing up. But then when I rode, it all felt right. And apparently that's actually deliberate. The map clothes are designed to feel great when you're on the bike without necessarily as much consideration when you're off because your body's in a different shape. If you want it to feel extra, extra good and extra, extra comfortable on a bike, it's a bit different when you're off. I thought that was really interesting. And also just different fits and different styles that different regions are requesting like the one of the big demands out of malaysia is to have long sleeve summer tops which is something that i really wanted and it's just interesting to see which regions have different interests and different needs and different cycling fashion yeah because like i say in malaysia you need stuff that's really well wicking and uv up to a certain level that sort of thing yeah, that, but also uh, there's a big Muslim population there. So obviously modesty wear oh, would yeah. be big, whereas I'm just so pale I look like a ghost, so I burn easily. Mm, no, but I, I, it suits yeah. both of us. <laughs> yeah, I know, I can relate to you. I have absolutely no melanin whatsoever, and that thing of like keeping covered in summer is just vital. But you are just talking mm. about the, how you're positioned on the bike. Isn't that another similarity of like how neoprene wears, uh, wears when it's dry, and then when you put the stuff on, it's beautiful when you're submerged. I mean, there you go. It's uh, technical wear yet again. It's clothes designed for purpose. Like if you're going to do a task, do it with the right tools. Even if you're not riding like you're in the Tour de France, even if you're just going for a nice casual 60K ride down to the beach, feel good while doing it. And yeah. part of that is wearing the outfits that means you recognise other people with the same hobby. Music lovers rejoice. The magical Sierra Ferrell returns for a headline tour this October. Bringing a band and her unique style of old-time bluegrass and country music, they will be joined by the one and only Johnny Fritz plus the local Isles in the Drip for a huge night of good times at Thornbury Theatre on October 13th. Sierra Ferrell Band also playing at Menian Town Hall 14th of October and out on the weekend at Seaworks Williamstown 8th of October. Love Police, proud supporters of 3CR. Have you found stuff that's designed for, you know, for women? Because we do have a completely different form. We do. I think it, how do I put this nicely? I don't think I do. I think it would be good if more designs of cycling clothes met women with boobs. Most cycling clothes, like the women's lines seem to be just a bit smaller than the men's lines rather than 
accounting for different shapes. And of course, it is very difficult. Probably most people who are doing hard cycling hardcore enough to be spending $250 on a jersey, very athletic. And so they would be a bit smaller and a bit smaller in the chest. However, those of us who are more well endowed, it would be nice to have an option for that as well. Do you find yeah. the same thing? Yeah, I also find the cut of the jersey when it goes to the hips because, like, I'm an egg shape and I've got no legs. And I find that there's this thing of you've you've allowed for the length, but you haven't allowed for it flaring slightly or actually quite a bit. Mm. And, yeah, it's the – they go for the tall, thin, you know, the perfect cycling shape, and a lot of us aren't. Yeah, it would be nice if things were more for the less perfect among us. Like, I'm tall. I'm certainly not thin. Like, I have load-bearing hips. Let's cover them up a bit more. Did you get into things like shoe sizes? Because um, I always find shoe sizes incredibly difficult because I've got short but broad feet and cycling shoes tend to go pointy and narrow. Yeah, because I've ended up just using MTB shoes a lot. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I am still too much of a wuss to use the clippy shoes. I just have uh, mountain bike spike pedals on my bike, and so I just wear sneakers and that grips well do you do anything like um head coverings or scarves or anything like that that you know like some of the snood stuff some of the cycling cow things anything like that you've found any interest in no nothing like that i use uh like the neck gaiters i found that yeah, quite it. good in winter when it's too cold to breathe through i actually got some really good ones from tomboy x with dinosaurs on them because internally i'm a 12 year old boy but as far as head stuff goes i just go with like a nice mips helmet um the bontrager one that came with my bike suits me well i i will probably start trying to go a bit deeper at the moment i'm sticking with the good socks the good nicks undershirt jersey yeah. gloves gator helmet i feel like at that point i'm kitted out enough and to kit out any further i'm going to need to start getting some distance going and do we have any argument between synthetics and merino? Have you kind of moved into this yet, some of the uh, New Zealand uh, merino stuff? Uh, so I have two different pairs of winter cycling tights. I've got a pair that I think is merino and another pair that I think is synthetic. And the merino one is much warmer. It keeps me much drier if I'm riding in the rain and it's much more comfortable. However, the synthetic one I find is really good for those in-between days where I'm not going to freeze to death. But also if I, like, expose my legs to the air, I would. Mm. I think they both have their purposes. And what about gloves? Have you kind of entered into you know, that or over booties given the weather we've had? You know, it's... Uh, gloves are so important. I had a big fall last year on the road and I, I nearly stopped cycling after it. But I landed really heavily on my hands. And that morning I, I wasn't able to find my thin fingerless cycling gloves so I just put on thick winter gel gloves and I am so grateful that I am disorganized enough because those thick winter gel gloves protected my hands Ah. and so I'm never going riding without gloves again. All the way from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and touring Australia for the very first time is folk duo Watch House, formerly known as Mandolin Orange. 
From coffee houses to major festivals, Watch House has played it all with their heavenly harmonies, songs and music. Watch House play the Melbourne Recital Centre 11th of October with support from the wonderful Charm of Finches. Also playing at Out on the Weekend at Seaworks in Williamstown, 8th of October. Love Police, proud supporters of 3CR. Brave men fall with the battle cry Tears fill the eyes of their loved ones and their brothers and all. So it went for Joseph Warren. It's kind of like non-competitive things like, you know, the, the rain capes or the um, ponchos or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've got a couple of jackets from MAP that I absolutely love. So I have I have two of their prime jackets, one in a neutral colour and one in a mauve. And it's not too heavy, but I find it's just warm enough to kind of keep the chill out. It keeps the rain off. I actually brought it with me on a trip to New York last week and I wore it during a thunderstorm and it was a stinking 36, 37 degree day, but that jacket kept me dry without melting me. Yeah. That's the thing about, we're talking about Melbourne. We either go from cold, tempered, cold or incredibly hot. And that's some of the thing I find about cycling, whereas it actually does help you dry out or wick off that sort of thing because I've actually been looking at some of the cycling capes which is not really a jacket it's like a, a thing you could put over your entire body like a poncho and that's cool yeah and it's something that like, like commuter cyclists uh, it's kind of geared more towards that end of it and I'm kind of thinking this you know it's it, that's also technical wear as well well I haven't seen the capes but I kind of want to now I'd love yeah. the idea of a yeah, Omafits Australia. There's a few, quite a few of them around. It kind of it gets away from the I look like a sports cyclist to uh, this is this is actually cycling wear, but it's like a thing you can have your bag underneath and all that sort of thing as well. Oh no, oh, I just looked at a picture of it. It kind of has. It's half. I am very comfortable. Half. I'm on my way to a cult, and that is exactly where my fashion lies. <gasps> I think we've done something very interesting today, Alice. We've we've, we've <laughs> directed you onto another thing. Oh, you know, because I got to think about like wool pants too, and you can get into like as I said earlier, some of the New Zealand stuff. All this beautiful merino, like you know, wool knicks, and you know, it's. And if you go back to where chamois uh, originated from, it was unfortunately a, a piece of a, an unfortunate piece of a uh, deer, which I think we hmm. evolved away from. But yeah, it's. There's, there's a long and varied history to a lot of this sort of uh, this sort of uh, cycling attire. Yeah, like, and I enjoy how you end up getting favorite brands for different activities. Like in, because I used to do a lot of running, and you'd kind of you'd be like, oh, I'm all Adidas or all Nike or something like that. Whereas one thing I've really enjoyed, at least personally, with cycling is that I have a specialized outfit that I love for a perfect day. And then I have like uh, the attacker which I find really, really good for like summer and warmer days and like Norman mountain biking, it's like lovely stuff. And then like map, I find that you can have more variety and dip into more things and it's less judged, but maybe that's just because I'm not part of as many communities when it comes to cycling. And you can get unbranded stuff if people are feeling a bit like, oh, I don't want to walk around the street. Look, I've got, you know, a 1980s Mappe thing on, <laughs> which I always thought was a, an amazing look, you know. It's 
<laughs> Basically, if people are kind of like think that cycling gear is weird and you know the rest, they're looking at branded stuff where it's a team with sponsors, and that's the way it's come out. And it's no yeah. different to looking at someone who does motorsport. So again, uh, have a bit of a think before you criticise. Yeah, and this kind of uh, you got to tell us a little bit more about New York. Well, so I was over for work. Uh, Samsung flew me over to look at some phones, but I had a free day and I could pick an activity. And I decided I want to ride around Central Park. And originally my plan was to ride from my hotel down to Central Park. It's about 10 Ks. But walking around during the week, I realized that New York, the road rules are more suggestions. And if there's a one-way street, people will drive that way, but also the other way and a secret third way. So I ended up catching the subway down to Central Park because I'm like, no, I don't want to die in New York. And I rented a bike nearby, the crappiest Trek FX1 you have ever seen in your life. This has never been maintained. It was a death trap. But there was something about getting on the bike and pedaling in that park towards Bethesda Fountain, which is one of my favorite places in the world, that suddenly the heat went away, the loud noises went away, the weird smells went away, and I was just flying and exploring, and it felt like home. And it was in that minute that I realized, God, I love cycling so much more than I thought I did, and I wish I'd done it the whole week. Still glad I didn't get hit by a car, but it was it was really it was really wonderful, and I I kind of want to go back there so I can do it again and longer, especially now that I feel more confident doing it there. But it was it was really good. This month, Melbourne's beloved art house Cinema Nova turns 30 and is inviting you to celebrate. Revisit Cinema Nova favourites with a curated programme of popular features that Melbourne movie lovers took to their hearts, including Parasite, Call Me By Your Name, Ligon Street, Si Parla Italiano, and more. Tickets on sale now. Cinema Nova, Melbourne's favourite independent cinema since 1992. A 3CR supporter. cycling infrastructure in New York I mean I hear a lot of things but you were on ground so what did you see? Yeah there's actually quite a lot of separated cycling lanes and lots of the usual they have painted a picture of a bike here so good luck with that. Uh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. We, I think that's a universal but, of mm, good luck. Yes yep try not to die uh, but also even when there were separated bike lanes the bikes and the cars did not care. The cars are in the separated bike lanes. The bikes were in the car lanes. Every traffic thing in New York is a suggestion. No one actually stopped at stoplights. They just kind of looked at them. Oh, that's a nice color. And then went straight through. Like it was, you had to learn how to read the rhythm. Driving or riding or walking in New York is like a dance that locals know the steps to, but visitors kind of have to wait until they learn the rhythm yeah, but once a, you work it out it does kind of make sense puzzling because it's an absolutely massive uh, city and it sounds like it, wo- it works on some type of 
you know, inter- interpretive dance, but quite aggressive interpretive <laughs> dance. <laughs> Very aggressive interpretive dance. I would hate to see their road toll numbers. No, that's the but, stuff I, yeah, we hear about, but yeah. But it seemed to be working fairly well. Like, next time I really want to ride over the Brooklyn Bridge. Unfortunately, the day I went to Brooklyn, it was just a touch too hot and 80% humid. I didn't dare breathe it, but next time I absolutely will. There's quite a few videos of, uh, you know, the xing and, you know, between uh, cyclists and pedestrians on that uh, on that bridge because it's quite old and some of the infrastructure is yeah. kind of, you know, fits where it touches. Yeah, but some interesting well, except- things. Yeah, there's supposed to be a totally separate bike bit to the pedestrian bit. It's just some cyclists don't seem to follow that, and some pedestrians don't seem to follow that. Well, but there's different entrances for bikes and walking. Yeah, but there's, just, there's what we understand, and then there's what's reasonable, and then you kind of work it out. Well, if you want to read. The articles that I wrote about uh, cycling clothing for women, you can read those on lifepacker.com.au. I've got a couple of stories there. Uh, If you want to read my work, generally you can find me at theoz.com.au, Gizmodo Kotaku Finder, or you can just check me out on Twitter at AliceDKC. And yeah, I'd love to hear what you think about cycling clothes. What are your favorite outfits? What, me or the audience? The audience, you. I just want to hear more things. I want to learn stuff <laughs> from people. I'm still new. I'm still trying to work out what kind of like bike is best. I'm, I'm different routes. I'm loving discovering this hobby that feels like coming home. It's the best. Thanks for your time today, Alice. It's been great catching up, continuing your ventures around Melbourne's and overseas uh, bicycle universe. <laughs> Thank you very much. I look forward to. Next place is California, I think, and I will update you on that when I do it. Thank you to Alice for having a chat today about cycling clothing and her adventures in the relatively new world for her of riding your bike around Melbourne and also New York and lots of other adventures. We'll probably catch up on the show at some later point. 3CR, we rely upon subscriptions and donations from our wonderful listeners. So go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe or donate option and also have a look out for some of the fundraisers coming up soon for 3CR. Podcast should be up today or probably sometime this week at 3cr.org au forward slash yarrabug and on our mirror site which is yarrabug.org forward slash radio up next is shebop followed by black block oh, 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 oh. 3cr would like to thank our yarrabug program sponsor backrose second chance cycles for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.